Greetings one and all. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're tuned in to the Beach CWB, the Bison Crest Weekly Broadcast. Your one and only source for the happenings around our small little town. Here's your host, you know him, Henry Foggy. Greetings and salutations, neighbors, friends, and strangers alike. I'm your host, Henry Folge, and you're listening to the BCWB, the Bison Crest Weekly Broadcast, the only podcast coming to you live from Bison Crest, Kansas. Um, yes, Russell. We're not live, Henry. We're not. No, uh, we are archived. They can listen to this whenever they want. So you're telling me if someone someone wants to listen to this, they don't have to be listening right now. No, it's any time. Anytime. So right now, are people listening right now when we're talking? Probably. Oh, okay. Well, welcome. Face rippers, maybe. Welcome to our li- <laughs> welcome listeners and welcome to the show. Um, as you folks all know, we like to start off every show with a little bit about Bison Crest and our history here. And so for this day in Bison Crest history, we're going to be talking about the railroad that came through here. Well, almost. This day in Bison Crest history, the Transcontinental Railroad was being built from California to New York to connect this great nation of ours. The railroad was originally planned to run just a quarter mile outside city limits in Bison Crest Gully. Construction on the Bison Crest Rail Station had already begun in anticipation of the railroad revolution. Residents of the town were delighted and eager to aid in this great feat of engineering. Shortly after construction began, a sinkhole opened up in the site and swallowed about half of the completed track. After the incident, townsfolk were devastated and disappointed, knowing the railroad would never bring new business and great fortune to the little town as they had so hoped. They vowed to never forget the accident of 1864. To this day, the railroad still comes within 250 miles of Bison Crest. It never passes through our great state of Kansas. Many argue that this has hindered Bison Crest from becoming the modern metropolitan mecca that many surrounding cities have grown to be, almost as if God himself doesn't want us to succeed. And that was today in Bison Crest history. I'm your host, Henry Folge, and you're listening to the BCWB, the Bison Crest Weekly Broadcast. Stay tuned. Hey friends, are you tired of the same boring food offered by those big box retailers? Looking for something a little more exotic and exciting? Come and join us for our grand reopening of the Bison Crest Giggly Tiggly, your one-stop shop for the finest food all under the sun. We have risen from the ashes of the past and are offering red-hot burning savings on all the finest meats and cheeses. Join us for our grand reopening just a block west of the tire fire on Double D Highway. Bring the kids! Hey everyone, this is Henry Folge, and you're listening to the BCWB, and we're going to kick it off with some events. This week we got the Kansas County Tractor Pull next Saturday. It's going to take place in the back acreage of the Bison Crest Catholic Church. Come see your favorite Deers, Internationals, and Fords push their limits and push black smoke to the sky. Admission is only $12 for adults, $5 for children under 14, and kids 5 and under are free. Bring the family for a picnic beforehand and some pig wrestling will also take place before the main event. Respirators will be available for rent to the first 15 attendees with a deposit of $35. The Bison Crest Power Plant Yearly Waste Drive. Our local power plant will be holding their yearly waste drive next Monday through Friday. Bring in your garbage, furniture, or anything else in your house or yard that needs to be thrown away. The waste will be incinerated and used to power yours and your neighbor's appliances televisions, streetlights, and anything else in the town that uses electricity. Stop by the Tire Fire and get your photo taken for $3. The Tire Fire, which is nationally recognized as the longest burning fire in the country, 
has been roaring 24-7 since 1982. The fire marshal still isn't sure how it started or how to put it out, but they've guaranteed everyone in town that things have been contained. Unlike last year, please leave any deceased household pets, livestock, or family members at your house. For any questions, drive to the power plant, tell them you have level 3 access clearance, and speak to plant manager Heinrich Smith. Okay everyone, the next event I want to tell you about is the big one, the Bison Crest Bicentennial. Um, We do have an update from last time we talked about this. It has been scheduled for the week of October 14th. So go ahead, if you're on your phone, mark this off on your phone. If you're using a paper planner, mark it off there. During this week, you'll have an opportunity to come and meet your neighbors, sample local wares, and enjoy some homegrown entertainment. Um, We found out last week after we had Dusty on the show, the zookeeper here at the Bison Crest Zoo, R.I.P. Boss, that the zoo will have a surprise petting zoo and promises to showcase some of the new animals. So that's really exciting. Um, There's also going to be a parade with lots of floats of local merchants and clubs. I know we're going to have some local clubs here in town. There's going to be a few clubs from the high school being represented as well. Go ahead, mark your calendars, and keep listening for any updates or surprises. However, I must warn you, the location has yet to be confirmed, so make sure you listen to find out where we're actually holding this event. But I will also add, rain or shine, we will celebrate this little town. Because I'm proud of it, and I hope you're proud of it too. And without further ado, let's move on to headlines. Now this first one we got for you is actually an update on a story we shared with you all last week. You may have remembered that the Whitecap Willies, the group of pirates around town, had taken over a gym shrimp hut and were refusing to leave. Um, They have left to a certain extent. It looks like they have moved to the tunnels underneath the city and all the news reporters and stations are following this close. Our police chief is keeping a close eye on what they're trying to do down there. We have been attempting to smoke them out but haven't had any success. Recently they sent down a a negotiator to try and get them out and we have yet to see him return to the surface. So this is something we're going to be keeping a close eye on because it's got everyone shook up in town. Henry, what do you think they're going to do if they find them? You know, if if I were smart and I were the police chief, I would take those pirates and I I give them a funeral at sea. I'd make them I'd make them walk the plank. Well, you're in luck because we've got the police chief booked. Do uh, we? Oh, so we'll be talking some, to him sometime later. I I know it's before the bicentennial, but uh, he's he's booked on the show. Oh, well, that's fantastic. We're gonna have to get his opinion on everything going on. It'll be great to get an inside view of how, how does a police mind work when trying to track down these pirates hiding under the city. So we'll keep you guys updated on that. The next story we have for you is kind of a major announcement. Um, the next one we got is a major announcement. So if if you're in the Bison Crest area or within a, I'd say a 50-mile radius, I think is what the warning is, we have just been informed that there is a dust storm imminent, and it is headed our way. Um, it started off because of the droughts in Colorado, and then they had some wild winds coming up from the south and blowing down from the north, and those two com- combined and have kind of created this vortex of dust tornadoes as well as just hundreds of thousands of pounds of dust and sand kicked up into the air, and it's moving like a wall across the plains, and it's expected to be here in, in I think, two... Let me check my notes... Uh, look, looks like it's going to make landfall this coming Tuesday at about 11 a.m. in the morning. So I urge you all to take precautions. Um, tape over your windows. Any openings in your house, you want to tape them up. 
Because if you get just a little bit of dust in your house, it's going to ruin your food, it's going to ruin your air quality, and it's not going to be a good experience for you. Henry, I I don't watch the same news stations as you, but I was watching my station, uh-huh. and the meteorologist said it was moving right over the Colorado Springs cow paddy fields. How is that going to affect us here in um, uh, bison grass? Well, you know, it, Russell, it, it seems pretty self-explanatory with how these storms work. Is it's they, a cow paddy field. That's worse right, than dirt. Right, yeah. They, they pick up almost I'm scared. everything in their path. And so I would expect the storm to pick up, not only pick up the, the cow paddies, but it's going to pulverize them, turn them into dust. The cow paddies will become one with the dust. So if you're listening right now, we got a cow paddy dust storm imminent on the horizon. It's going to hit here soon. Take the necessary precautions. And keep listening to the BCWB for updates. Here's a here's some some news footage that we we just got out of Colorado this morning. Let's let's see what's going on there. Oh God! Oh my God! There's so much dust. It's awesome. It smells like shit. Oh my God! And the last thing we're going to be doing today before we get to our very special guest is doing some obituaries and funeral announcements. Edna Tam, 32, the wife of recently deceased Tim Tam, Bison Crest Attorney General, passed away last Sunday after complications regarding what doctors believe to be food poisoning. Services will be held at the tractor pole. Per the wishes of the deceased, and I quote, Please get drunk off your ass and celebrate my life, and vote Tim Tam Jr. for Attorney General. She is survived by her litter of seven human-cat hybrids. Bucky Ducky, 42, and owner of the Rusted Nail Hardware Store. My best friend. He was found face down in sand at the Bison Crest Lake last Thursday and pronounced dead at the scene. Was he your best friend, Russell? He was my best friend from school. Oh, man, that's terrible. So you're about 42. Well, uh, it looks here like Ducky appeared to have suffered from a snake bite. However, that bite has not yet been identified by the town veterinarian. When asked, Dr. Rogers said, It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Animal control is on the lookout and appreciates any tips leading to the apprehension of our killer. (laughs) Services will be held in the hardware store in aisle 6 next to the cock guns. His coffin will be built by the Bison Crest High School shop class as a sign of respect for our beloved ducky. And with all that out of the way, you're listening to the BCWB. I'm Henry Folge, and we'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. Say, friends, has your prize bull lost his spark? You see him out in the pasture, just not performing like he used to? Well, folks, I've got exactly what you need to put a little pep back in his step, if you know what I mean. Introducing Bull Agra, the one and only bull supplement to give old Thunder his lightning back. With our patent-pending blend of all-natural botanicals and secret chemicals, he'll be ready and raring to go in under 30 minutes. Bull Agra, the only thing you need to get that steed. Bull Agra, it's great. Hey folks, welcome back to the BCWB. Henry Foley here again as always. And today we have a really special guest. You've probably heard his commercials because he is a huge supporter of the show. Today we're going to be bringing in someone who's been serving this town for a long, long time. He is the owner of the Kigley Tigley. Please welcome my guest, Abraham Clinkin. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, Where do Abraham. I sit down. This studio is a mess. Just sit. There's. You should have a chair right over ah, here. Yeah. Watch out for the pipes. Ah. 
These seats are uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it's uh, we're sitting on cinder blocks. Yes. So I, I, it's Abraham Clinkin, right? Right, Abraham Clinkin. Any, any, just like our 16th president, my favorite man in the world. Any, any. Abraham re- Clinkin is my name. Any relation to the president himself? Cannot tell a lie. Okay. So. <laughs> So you are the owner of the Kigley Tigley, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay, very good. And do you? How long have you had that store? I opened the Tigley Kigley when I was a wee boy. Tigley Kigley, is that the name? The Kigley Tigley. Okay, we'll just okay. I opened the Tigley Kigley when I was a wee boy, about twelve. I'm I'm gonna have you backtrack. It's the 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 Kigley Tigley, is that correct? The Quigley Tigley. Quigley, you keep changing the name every time I ask you what it is. You know, ever since that fire, we haven't been able to put a new sign on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So We can call whatever we want. People come down. Let's talk about the fire, and we can get back to it. I was 12 years old okay, when I started that too. fire. Oh, you started <laughs> the fire. So you, you've been working at the, the Kigley, Tigley, Quigley, Wiggly since you were 12. You also started the fire there when you were 12. No, no. Oh, you, okay. Henry, you got it all wrong. I started I apologize. the Tiggly Kiggly Enterprise when I was 12. I started a fire the same day. Oh, so there are two separate events. You started a fire yes. the same day you opened, opened the Kiggly Wiggly. It wasn't. As a 12-year-old, it's hard to get a permit. To build something. One can imagine. So grand as the bison crest tickly kickly. And so I started as a as a shop on the side of the road. Yeah. You were a you're lemonade a, you're, stand, but instead of lemons and aid we had meat and cheese. Did you raise raise <laughs> So I, I I gotta clarify. You you had a, a stand. Yes, I, it I, was a roadside I, I, stand. I gotta, I gotta of, clarify. Roadside stand of meat and cheese. I I have to ask for clarification. So, so most kids when they're younger, um, yes, <coughs> their mother gives them five dollars and of they course. can they can make some and some quarters, no less. Yeah, so they go, they make some lemonade, yeah. they set up a stand, and they sell lemonade to runners and stuff. You, on the other hand, set up a a, a meat stand. Yes, basically. <coughs> As a, back in those days, you could sell anything by the side of the road. And and what kind of meats did you sell? Like were were they, were they jerky sticks? Was it raw meat or a combination of the two? Mostly anything I found behind the butcher shop at the in the old part of town. Okay. And, and where the winos you, are now. So you didn't know. There's what, a wino problem down there. Yeah, I I'm well aware. We're trying to get get that under so control. I started the fire. So you you started the fire. You opened the roadside stand. Yeah, when and, I was a boy, about 12. We, yes, it was we, a Sunday afternoon. We've established that. So you opened the roadside stand. People driving 12. home from now, church, hungry and famished from that wafer. Now what? <laughs> There's no snacks at church back then, Henry. Do people, I had do people to have provide have, them with my meats and cheeses. Do people get church, get, get snacks in church now? From what I've heard, our congregation here. I'm I'm gonna have to talk to time at beginning, middle, and end. 
I'm I'm gonna have to talk to Father O'Leary about that because that's uh that's not traditional Catholic mass. But you know times are changing. Times are changing. So so they've back, been changing since I was twelve. Yeah. So let's let's talk about your background. Yeah. So, so we know you started. It was a roadside stand. Yep. So t- tell me, pause. Paused. Let's back up. I'm where, backing up. Where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Bison Crest? Is, is this where your family's from? <laughs> Are they? Where Where'd your family grow up? My family. Or do you? Surely you. So, what was childhood like? Let's start there. What you do? What did you do for fun as a kid? My memories don't start till I was about twelve years. My childhood, Henry, good question. I remember like it was yesterday. I was 12 years old. 12. <laughs> let's, let's, I let's started stop. a time meat out, time cheese out, time out. stand on the side of yes, the highway. Yes, we've, we've already talked about your meat and cheese stand. Nowhere near what about, any exits. What about when you were... People just zoom in past. What about when you were a child? Like, think when you're five or six. When I was what, a boy. What did you do for fun? For fun, Henry. Yeah. Well, wow, that's a concept I can... I really can get behind. I as as a child of bison crest, I couldn't use my legs at all. Yeah, I I noticed that you were in a wheelchair. When Due you to ironing here. poisoning, my mother would iron my <coughs> pants so stiff I couldn't move my legs. So is is the the wheelchair a result of that, or is that just her ease of moving around? Yes, you're a rather large gentleman. It helps me get place to place. That's good, as long as what whatever works for you. Yes. So we we Well fight them on the beaches. So it sounds like it sounds like you were just kinda of born here and your your mother. Let's talk about your, your mother. Did Gail? Was, your, was your father in the picture or was it just your mom? Oh well, my father was around. Was he now? When what did he, he was do? around the neighborhood. What did he do for a living? Oh, he was a connoisseur. Of Meats and cheeses? He Did sold vacuums door to vacuums. door. Vacuums. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, so so he sold vacuums. Your your mother, I'm assuming she was a stay-at-home mother, and she would yes. iron your pants so stiff you could not move your legs. Did I, you, couldn't, I couldn't move. Did you have any siblings? I did. Any any details on on them? I had 18 brothers and sisters. Dear Lord, all these <laughs> So you come from a very large family. Very large where, Catholic where, family. They loved every single one of wh- them. Where do you fall in, in number? Were you about halfway down? Were you first? Were you the last child? I was the eldest. The eldest? Yes. Okay. And do your siblings live in town? They have passed. All of them? On to other cities. Okay. So they've just, they've just moved away. They have moved far from here. And do you get to see them very often? Postcards, mostly. Okay. Um, Christmas what, what cards, about? birthday cards, happy Valentine's Day cards. They send them to me with pictures of their family. And I send them a package of meats and cheeses. Do you send them dehydrated meats and cheeses or do you pack it up in a styrofoam cooler and send them the fresh stuff? Baked by the sun. That's our motto down at the Kegley Quigley. This this really sounds like a fascinating restaurant. Baked by the sun. It's no, just not a restaurant, Henry. It's a open market for people of Bison Crest to come down and sample the wares of local farmers and local and farmers. So you got a lot of local farmers that come down. So it's almost like it's a... All it's sourced a, humanely. It's a meat market of sorts. Yeah. Mean market. 
is exactly the word I would use to describe the quiggly piggly. The kiggly tiggly. Piggly piggly. You know, this, uh. I brought some samples, Henry. Did you? Oh, for you, you and the little person that runs that's, the studio. That's Russell. He, yeah, he's in church here. Thank you. Russell, have a steak dry-aged mm. in the sun. This is really good. What is this? Yes. It is good. Yeah, it, it, it tastes like pork. No is, blood is pork? taste at all. Is it pork? No. Is it beef? It's cattle. Okay. Well, uh, K A D L L E. Cattle. So, so cattle, cattle. Is, is cow, cows, right? K A D D L E. Okay, I don't our think our own that's... breed. Oh, our own breed. Own breed, as in that's a breed native to Bison Crest. Only found in the great walls of this city. You no, know, I thought we knocked all those walls down. Mm. <laughs> Okay, I, I guess we didn't. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the restaurant, and yeah. well, well, let's let's talk about your experience in food. So you opened your hut, and what was next for you? It was that? a stand. Your your stand. Did you jump right into? You know, I want to open this meat market, invite all the farmers come down, um, let other people try their food, or was there kind of a middle ground between there? Describe kind of your your upbringing through the ranks to where you are now. Well, Henry, to answer the first question. I had started my meat market stand when I was 12 years old. On the side of the Double D Highway, I was in between exits. People couldn't slow down to test my wares. So... So was business not not very good at all? I had to throw the meat at the cars (laughs) as they drove by so they could test them, Henry. But I wised up. In my 13th year of business, when I was only 18 years old. Sorry, what? You're what? <laughs> you, you started the meat stand when you were 12, but in your 13th year of business, so I'm assuming you had another business before the meat stand, but you don't remember anything prior. Can you, can you just clarify some of that, please? Because I, I think our listeners might be getting confused. When the meat stand was only 13 years old, I, as a 12-year-old boy, (laughs) (laughs) after the 13th year anniversary of the meat stand being in business, I, as a 14-year-old boy, decided to move closer to an exit on the highway. You didn't start out. You didn't found this meat stand. No. Who Who started it? It was... Just a hut. I brought. So who, who who started this meat stand? Because you said it had been in business thirteen years. Yes. Uh, but that's when you were fourteen. It was my older brothers. Okay, so but you, you said you were the eldest. Did you have another like a stepbrother? He was a stepbrother. Yes. Okay, and is he, he had a meat business when he was twelve years old. So it it seems like meat runs in the family. Meat runs through and through. And is this something all your siblings do? Are they all involved in meat markets of sorts? No, unfortunately not. Most of my brothers and sisters have gone to veganism. I thought they were dead. By veganism? Oh, yeah, that's right. They passed through town. What are your thoughts on people who are vegan? Pussies. What about vegetarians? Love the taste. What about carnivores? Delicious. Like they, they, they think 
They're delicious. Okay. All good you know taste. Gonna... All good taste. Everyone's got good taste. Since I was 12 years old, I had a meat stand. Abraham, the we're gonna, I'm going to stop you there. We're going to play Clinton. a little game. Abraham Clinton, we're going to play a little game. It's a word association game. So I'm going to say a word. I want you to say the first thing that comes How to mind. How more snacks are brought enough for you and I, I will. I'll, I'll grab one. I'll, I'll munch on it while we're eating. Um, these, are, these are pretty good. Okay, so I'm going to say a word, and you say the first thing that comes to your head. Sure, go ahead. Ready? Steak. Food. Chicken. Food. Cow. Cattle. Cattle. Okay, yes, cattle is what I meant. C-A-double-D-double-L. Cattle. Food. Children. Humans. Humans. Food. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Humans. So when I say humans, the first thing that comes to your mind is food. Is that true? No, no, babies, no. Just, so not babies. No babies. And not children, but adults. So let's try it again. Adults. Me. Yes, you are an adult. You're rather rather old. And Me, large. Abraham. Abraham. <laughs> Me, Abraham, hungry. How many, how many meals do you eat a day, Abraham? Abraham, smash! <laughs> Abraham, please, no, stop, we... We can only afford. Abraham, Russell, please, please. Russell, please drink him. We just need him to calm down. Just calm him down. Okay, Abraham. Well, that's a good thing we still had that uh, stun gun from the last game. Yeah, thank God. You okay? You doing okay, Abraham? I found my way back to my chair. Yeah, you you kind of had a little bit of a freak out there. Well, you doing okay? Are you okay with proceeding? Happy to be here, Henry. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Thank you. Uh, I brought some snacks. Yes, I've been eating your snacks. They're very sweet and tender and have delicious. A, they, <coughs> they have a taste I can't quite put my finger on, but they they sure taste good. The secret is black pepper. <laughs> the secret is. Black pepper. <laughs> well, they're Ask away. Yeah, let's let's start talking about another thing. So, More questions. Do you have any kids? Yes. How many kids do you get? I have 20 children. Are you married? No. No. Are they all with the same woman? I'm not one for the married kind. Why is that? Too busy. Okay. Uh, simple enough. An entrepreneur such as yourself has very yes. little time. My meat stand took off rather well. Yeah, so people, what happened after the stand? People in this town found a liking to my delicacies. They couldn't get enough. They said, Abraham. I said, who? You. Me. They asked me for more. So I opened a brick and mortar store just off Double D Highway. Did you open it up in the same place you had your stand? Did you have to tear the stand down, or is it still there? The stand mysteriously burst into flames one day. Was it the same day you opened the store by chance? Close. Huh. Close to it. Speaking of which. Yeah. Let's talk about the fire. So you guys recently had your grand reopening. Yes, we are recovering from a terrible, terrible fire. (coughs) What? That devastated our... Our grocery store, our meats, cheese hub of this. So it's not staying so on the earth. You graduated from a hut, a stand, a stand. I apologize. You graduated to a a meat stand. 
Yes. To a grocery store that also features a full meat market. It was a grocery store. We had a uh, we had vendors from outside of our city, our fair city. We had bread, eggs from local farms. We had chips. <laughs> we had chips, cookies, milk. It sounds like every other grocery store, so what makes your store different? Well, as you mentioned, we had an outdoor meat market. And is it open year-round? Completely open air, open all year round, yes. It was a meat market, one modeled after the Pike Place fish market in Seattle. Oh, wow. So you guys really took to keep all the meat on ice. Seattle, Alabama. Oh, I don't think I'm I'm familiar with the meat market. I'll have to go Much hotter than Seattle, Washington, I'll tell you that. Most fish come pre cooked. Oh well. Yes. It's like it's like you shop it in the freezer, you don't even skip the freezer. Just give skip it skip the freezer to be cooked. Room temp fish. <laughs> Caught let's, daily. Let's talk about the fire. Caught daily. So the fire Talk took about place. what, Henry? The, what do you know? What do you need to know? I'm an open book. I'm here to help. <laughs> so I, I want to talk about the fire a little bit. So Russell, I need more snacks. Russell will get your snacks momentarily. Um, Abraham, I want, I want to talk about the fire. Yes, let's talk about that devastating godforsaken so it fire. Was, it was probably about... I'd say I believe it was close to a year ago or so, and it was all over the headlines. 364 days, to be exact. So almost year year to the date. To date. To date. Yes. And uh, there's a your store meat market burst into flames and was a roaring inferno. Spontaneously combusted. Where, now, where where were you when this this all went down? I was in the back, doing what. Counting. You were seeing how high you could count? You were counting meat, cans, cookies? I was counting pallets of halibut. Okay. And do you, what did the investigation reveal? How did the fire start? Well, you see, most of the time, my 20 children work the store for me, and I'm in the back. So are there any other employees in the store? Or Only my 20 children? children who are of working age. And what do the children who are of non-working age do during the day? They are not employable. So they just stay at home? Hot box for them. How many of your kids live with you? I live alone, Henry. Oh, so all your kids drive That in. big mansion on the hill that overlooks the, the grain big, with silo. With the big smokestack. That's your house. Well, I never knew that. You I live a, alone. And you can see Mr. Chanticleer's silo from there. Eye to eye. Eye to eye. Is that what is that like in the morning? Waking up and looking. looking if I go window? on my roof and I look at that big old bird, I say he looked good with some sauce. And has has Mister Chanticleer ever tried to speak to you? Oh. He has shattered sonically shattered some windows on the second floor. How recently? How recently? Yes, that's what I asked. Yesterday. Really? Yes. Wow, sounds like a, a dangerous bird that needs to be stomped. He gives me a lot of my ideas. Does he now? So let's let's talk about the ideas. Let's talk about product. Actually, you know what? Before we get to that, we're going to take another quick commercial break. Yes. <laughs> I need a break. I need to be wiped down. And Abraham, when we return, we can talk about uh, everything you have to offer at your store. Absolutely. I'd be happy to tell the good people of Bison Crest what I have to offer. 
And just a reminder, this is not just for everyone in Bison Crest. Anyone in the world can listen to this. And so with that in mind, I'm Henry Folge, and stay tuned after these messages. Russell Moore! So (laughs) Stop choking the DJ! So I'm your host, Henry Folge. You're listening to the BCWB. Folks, neighbors, citizens of Bison Crest, a grand festival that everyone is talking about. Come down and celebrate our great town with local music, local wares, games for the kids, a petting zoo, and face painting. A good, clean, old-fashioned extravaganza located in the town square just off Main Street, October 24th through October 30th. Rain or shine, we will celebrate, and you will have a good time. The Bison Crest Bicentennial, celebrating 200 years of the greatest town in the world. I'll see you there. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening to that message. We are here yes, with you. Abraham Clinkin. Clinkin. Not to I'm be Abraham Clinkin. Not to be confused with the 16th president of the United States. Was he the 16th president? Abraham Clinkin is me. Abraham Lincoln. That, that's he who I'm referencing. He was my brother. I don't think he was. From another. Okay, here we go. Gazoon tie. Oh, thank you. You must be allergic to that <laughs> cheese. Yeah, what kind of cheese did you bring in? Tell us about what you brought in today. I brought a coup de tray of meats and cheeses from local farms. And what kind of meats and cheeses? What kind of cheese is this that I'm eating right now? It's a white cheese. I can see that. It's very, very creamy. It's got kind of a, a nutty aftertaste. I'm supposed to refrigerate that, I'm told. Yeah, well, it's I'm, been I'm sure out it's... in the sun for days. So out at out your, your meat market, do you have the the cheeses out in the open as well? There is no refrigeration in this meat market. But you said you bought them after the, the Pike's, uh, Pike's Place? Pike's Place Fresh Fish Market. Yeah, you, you said you modeled it after. Correct. But, but the one in Alabama. So the one yes. in Alabama, they don't use ice. No, of course not, Henry, no. So you don't use ice in your meat market either? No, I, I wanted to keep it to my roots. I, In my meat market shack I started when I was just 12 years old. I didn't have refrigeration. I just had an ice chest full of fish and meat and cheeses. So no ice. You've never used ice. Is it it's too expensive or you're just using what you grew up doing? I'm just doing what I know, Henry. That's all I know that the people, the fine people of Bison Crest love. And speaking of what you know, it sounds like you know an awful lot about meats and cheeses. So let's hear about yes. the, the meats that you guys offer down at the, the Wiggly Kidley. Kiggly Tiggly. So let's, tell me about uh, what kind, if I'm a new shopper and I'm If you're there, looking. What can I expect? Left to right on that sample tray I brought for you and Russell, that small little man running around the studio who looks delicious. Hey, Russell is off limits. If you eat him, we don't have a show. Thanks, Hank. Anytime. Anytime, Russell. No, they looking left to right, stage right to stage left. The first meat you see is a very supple, supple sample of what our local farmers have dubbed coagulate. Coagulate? Coagulate. And is that is it uh, is it a bird? Is it a cow? It's a, a young cow. Okay. Killed in the fetus so it's, position. Oh, 
Okay, so it's killed in the fetal position or when it's a fetus. It's a young cow not born of this earth, slaughtered directly in the mother's womb. We have a paint mixer we stick up there and we mix it around, create a pate. And you just you just squeeze on the cow and this mixture comes out? My assistant, <coughs> Destiny, will sit on top of the cow and squeeze the pate out of the back of the cow. And then, then from there, because this, this looks like it's a, a little formed cube. So how, how do you get it into the cube shape? Cellophane. Pressed and formed cellophane molds we have down at the Tiggly Wiggly. You know that that's actually a fairly common practice. But I don't think I've ever eaten a, a, a cow fetus. No, that's the cheese, Henry. That's oh, this cheese. is cheese. So you use a cow fetus to make cheese? Yes. Oh, many people don't know when the cows are born. They're filled with milk. It's all about getting it from one place to another, point A to point B, straight through. And that's what you've done here. You you've taken out. <coughs> The long waiting process of waiting for that cow to grow up and produce milk to make the There's cheese. There's no reason to wait. When the it, cheese is ready, it's ready. You take it right from the source. And that's why your cheese is so good. So look at, looking left from right, we have the... A cheese pate the, coagulate, from a... Coagulate? Cow fetus. Coagulate. Yes. Okay, and what do we have next to that? Russell, you seem to be enjoying that coagulate very much. Thanks. It You know, it... What's, when I grew up, how would you describe the flavor? It's sour, really sour. It's it's like very earthy and sour. Like if you eat, if if you eat dirt and then someone puts some sugar on it, and then you stare at the sun and then you eat it, it tastes just like that. Well, thanks for that description, Russell. Uh, Abraham, thank you, boy. That we should put that on the package. Tell us what you got next. We got a couple different options up After here. After the coagulate pate cheese, what don't we have? I'll tell you. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I don't think I see anything that I've recognized before. Have you tried the crackers and mace? Ma- maize? Like corn or? Mace. Mace. What? What is in mace? Rattlesnake. Rattlesnake. Is yes. It, <coughs> are those also fetuses? No, no, no. We feed the rattlesnakes to the cows. So you feed the rattlesnake to the cow. The internal combustion of said cow, cattle, K-A-D-D-L-L, create this flavor profile that's very hard to come by outside of Bison Crest. So this this uh, mace, what you're calling it, is actually a, a rattlesnake that's been eaten by a cow, digested, and it's that digested rattlesnake from a cow. That you're turning into the mace. Right. Exactly. We get we get most of our meats and cheeses from the zoo. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Dusty mentioned that when he was in here last week. Dusty's a good friend of ours. Been so for so many years. Since he came here from out of town. And how does, how does the zoo support the Wiggly Tiggly? Well, as you know, I believe I, I listened to the last episode you had. Interviewed him last week or something. Yep. thing like that uh he you know he sends over the experiments uh that don't quite make it so the the animals that aren't aren't deemed to be fit for the zoo get sent well, what to I you say, guys too good tasting to just be looked at too good tasting to just be looked at you know that's right you can you tell know just by looking at one of those specimens that mm, 
So when, when the zoo is doing their testing on the experiments, are you present at this time? Or do you, do you get called after the fact? I'm in a tower next to Chanticleer. Him and I, we have a bond so of you, supplier you, and demand. So you, I demand him supply me with meats and cheeses. So you get your cheeses from the zoo as well. Now, Absolutely. Are these are these cow fetus cheeses and rattlesnake mace dip? Are these things that are made? Uh, are are the cows squeezed at the zoo, or do you have a separate farm where all that takes place? No, we have a cow press off site. So you got a cow press off site, and that was a destination. Much like in making grapes, you pick the ones that are ripe, and then you crush them till they bleed. And what do you do? So you, you get the the coagulate, and then you get the mace out of the cow. Yes. What happens with the rest of the cow? Not from the same cow, no less, though. Oh. So These are different, different cows, animals. Different cows. Different animals, different parts. But but they're both being pressed. Both. All delicious. Everything it, is pressed. And after the fetus is excreted and the the mace is excreted. You're talking too much about the process, do you Think about the final product. Look how beautiful I, I'm, I'm just it curious, is. though. Do you guys add any other seasonings or spices yes. to these? Yes, we do. Are you are you willing to give those away, or are those I'll a, a family secret? I'll give you three secret? guesses of what the secret ingredient is. Okay, well, let me try another taste here and see if I can figure it out. I'll try this. Uh, the maize you said? Yes. Okay. And what kind of crackers are these? Those are saltwater taffy crackers. <laughs> wow, yeah. Really good mouthfeel, huh? Very good mouthfeel. That maize is very creamy. So creamy. Um, <coughs> oh, man, it's rough going down. Tickles. Going um, down. Let's see. I I think I'm tasting just a hint of uh, is that is that paprika? No, no paprika. Wrong. Um, um uh, is that? Uh, Try again. I, okay, I'm gonna take ones kind of kind of out of out of left field. Sure, be my guest. Tarragon. Wrong again. Wrong again. Is yes. it? Uh, give me. Okay, tell me this. Now remember, one. Henry. This is your last chance to guess the secret ingredient that we put in all oh. of our meats and cheese. Well, you know, Russell, you've been eating quite a bit of these meats yeah. and cheeses. Um, why don't I you take? Why don't you take my third? Can I give my last guess to Russell? No. Oh, uh, Russell, do you want to whisper anything in my ear? Do you have any ideas? I'm just really thirsty right now. Um, oh, you know what? Really thirsty. I bet there's salt. Henry! Is that it? Did I get it? Did I get it? <laughs> Henry, my boy! Is yes. Yeah, yeah. The answer is salt. So, you put, how much salt do you put in? Enough to kill a man. If they were to eat uh, the entire batch, I, w- I would assume. Well, the entire batch is rather large, about man's size, I'd say. So we make. So we keep them small, we keep them quaint. But you want to eat them? Okay, you know. Come on I'm, down to the grand reopening of the Tiggly Quiggly this Friday at nine. So you got the grand reopening planned? Oh, you've heard about that? I I have, yeah. Yes, I remember we submitted a commercial. Yes, you, to the studio. Yep, that's correct. Who recorded that? Um, I think that was Russell. He sounded like an ass. Oh no! A delicious I, I think, ass. So Russell, Russell was the one who put it on. I believe it was one of your uh, your sons though who came down and did that commercial. Ah oh, yes, Basil came down to record that. 
Yeah, I, I do think that was his name. Basil Lincoln, my eldest boy. He's got a voice of an angel, you know. He does. He, he sounded very professional like he'd done it before. He was pressured. Um, let's talk about what can someone expect from this reopening. So you guys are going to reopen your doors. What new things can people expect? That's a very good Have question. Have you guys... Because I know that the fire damn near destroyed the entire The fire? What, what fire do you speak Let's, of? You guys had a... <coughs> excuse me. <you> had a, <laughs> no! Well, why were you closed for so long? You had a huge-ass fire. Was there was a fire. It burned down. Everything gone. So, Nothing left. So you built it up from scratch. We built it right on the spot of that old burned-down other building. And now you're going to open it. <laughs> Grand reopening. Grand we re- were open once, and we'll open again. And do you hope this is your last reopening? Frankly, I could stand to do another. Really? Yeah. Do you ever see yourself expanding to more to uh, another store? We're trying to get out there in other markets, Henry. Uh, it just seems as if no one wants an outdoor meat market outside of Bison Really? Quest. That's really surprising. Something very unique. I mean, people come here just for the outdoor meat market experience. You get sun-cooked meat. Semi-melted cheeses right in your face. You walk in. You don't even have to walk in. You drive by and you smell the aromas. Yeah, you can smell it when you pass mile marker. Uh, oh, what is that? It's mile marker 34. Mile marker 34. As soon as you pass that, it's like you're through it's, your air vents. You're blasted with It's a few blocks scent. past the tire fire. You're blasted with the scent. First, you hit the tire fire driving down the highway. You it's get that odor filling up your nose and then you drive by this mile marker 34 and this oddly intoxicating aroma of it's like a hot meat smell as you say, that's exactly what it is hot meat and it just fills your nose it fills your car um, some of it the stays new, in your car listen some of the new things you can expect we've got a whole new uh we got a we got lots of new meats and cheeses to try out Really now? Yeah. And I, I know I won't make us get back to talking about what else is on this tray here, but tell us about what some of the new well, things you, people can expect. I don't want to because most of it just got up and walked away. Oh. Russell, I'm looking at you, kid. Hey. Delicious. Well, I guess I'm going to have to come to the reopening. You're going to have to. You're going to have to bring the kids. What kind of new meats and cheeses are you guys going to have? Have you been working on these for a long time, or are these kind of like, you know what, let's since, try this? Since the last... Thing that burned down, burned down. And did they ever figure out what caused it? What caused the fire to start? Um, uh, they I mentioned a I lit match. I, I read somewhere that it may have been arson, but they didn't have any suspects at the time. Just trying to get back to my roots, Henry. Have you have you been involved in the investigation? From the day I turned twelve, I, mean, I uh, realized no, so I wanted you, to. Start you told us. You've told us a too many meat times. stand on the side of Double D Highway. You know, between mi- exit 34 and 35. Mr. Clinkin. That's Abraham Clinkin. Abraham Clinkin, you. you may be large, but you do not intimidate me. I think you're avoiding the fact of the matter that you started the fire at the grocery store slash deli, tiggly wiggly, whatever the hell it's tiggly tiggly to you. Did you start the fire? When I was 12, I had don't, a hot dog. Don't just stop it. You had a hot dog cart, too? We didn't even talk about the hot dog cart. Boiled water and dog. <laughs> I'm it was ask, a side job. I'm going to ask you one final time. Boiled water and dogs. That's what I had. Did you? 
Or did you not start the fire that burned your, your old store down? I was trying something new. Well, I'm a vegetarian, Henry. No. With yeah. as much meat as you, you serve, you're a vegetarian? I don't eat the stuff, Henry. You don't. You never eat your own supply? Or you just don't eat meat? You don't get high on your own supply, Henry. That's for sure. But being a cannibal, does that make me a bad person? Uh, backtrack. <laughs> You're uh so you, first you say you're a vegetarian. Vegetarian. Right? Veg okay. Um <laughs> but you're a cannibal. Can you, and able. Went up to the mountain. Speaking of mountains, there's a big yeti up there. Or a face ripper or whatever. That's what I've heard. Have you seen it before? No. Okay. But well, we do feed it sometimes. You do. And what do you feed it? Do you prepare things or you just send it the scraps? We send whatever we had left. Okay. And do you do that? Mostly dicks. Do you do that every day? Oh, don't you eat every day, Henry? I do. But I just know some animals, sometimes I can go days or no, weeks. No, we want to keep this one big okay. and ready. I guess we're going to have to keep an eye on it. I keep an eye on everything. So speaking of things going around Bison Crest. I'm not a cannibal, Henry. I'm not really buying it right now. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. I just get excited of being on air. Abraham Lincoln, if if I were to be presented to you wrapped on in, a platter, wrapped in bacon, on a platter, would you or would you not take a bite of my leg? It sounds tempting, Henry. But Have who you, would run the podcast? Well, you know, we got plenty of interns coming in all the time. Um, one of them could run it. Not as delicious as you. You know. We're gonna we're gonna change the subject because you're just making me a little bit uncomfortable. Could I get a glass of water? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Russell, can you get Abraham a glass of water? Just Fetch me my trough. <laughs> don't get too close to him. I don't. Give me my trough. He's making me kind of <laughs> Okay, thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. That's a jeez. What is that? That's a thirty-gallon trough. It's a big old bucket. And you, you drink out of that regularly, like a cup. I need it. Abraham, how tall are you? About four foot five, Henry. Is that in meters? Cause you're... I'm as tall as I am wide. <laughs> a perfect square. The doctors don't Abraham. have a word for it. They say I'm ab abnormal. Abraham, I can clearly see that you're taller than four or five. Four or seven, maybe. Uh, maybe in my chair. If I, had, if, <laughs> if I had to guess, I'm gonna say you're at least seven foot tall. And I played in the majors, Henry. Majors, like baseball, basketball. I was a starter in the WNBA. You were a starter in the WNBA, the women's yeah. women's nas national basketball team. They kicked me out of the game. And why was that? Because I was a quarterback. I don't think you know what sports are. But let's talk about what's going on around town. Um, a lot of different things happening. we got the Bicentennial coming up. And are you excited for that? Do you have a float in the parade? Yes, Henry, indeed we do. We're actually catering the whole parade. So everyone will get to sample all the new meats everyone and Everyone will be able to sample the new meats, cheeses, people's choices that we have available for them. To make sure Bison Crest stays great. That's, that sounds fantastic. 
Delicious. How many how many people does it, does it take to prepare a, a catering order like that? For the whole town? Just your 20 kids? Or do you need to bring volunteers? Well, Henry, that's a very good question. For the whole town, I've got my 20 kids working under me. But in order to make that much meat happen in that short amount of time, people are going to ask questions. Right. Like yourself. Yeah. But don't worry. Me and that crazy guy down at the zoo, we got Dusty. it covered. So you and Dusty. Dusty's going to be helping you out. He's growing me a big old sausage. Sausage monster, he says. Which will be perfect for the parade. You know, I'm not quite too sure how to take that. And uh, so you guys are catering the whole thing, and you said you're going to have a float. We're going to have a float. We're going to have a little tent set up so where you could sample the meats and cheeses. That sounds very inviting. Now, Henry, I remember you mentioning last week there was a a dumb dead dog drive or something at the vet's office. Uh, yeah, you're, th- you're thinking of there's a, a drive... An adoption drive. Is that still going on? I think it's going on all this weekend last week. Perfect. I, I think it ends tomorrow afternoon. Fantastic. Good to hear. I hope all those kittens and kitties and doggies find a good home. Yes, me too. That's why we do events like this, and that's why you're hearing about In a events. sausage made for bison crest. <laughs> so you want to you wanna take all these animals and turn them into sausage. Any animal. You see an animal, and you say, you know what? You say, you know what? You'd be a good sausage. Well, Henry, as you know, and as I've told many people around this town, I don't see race. I just see sausage. I can look at a person and say to myself, you would be a sausage, wouldn't you? (laughs) So you go around to people in town and say, you you just ask them if they want to become a sausage. I don't ask, Henry. I just know. When I'm waiting in line at the post office because I haven't used stamps.com, I'm looking around me, surrounded by sausages. Just sausages everywhere you see. I can't look at someone's face and think, you'd look good on a, on a bun. <laughs> when you eat your sausage, what condiments do you put on it? I'm Personally, I just put mustard on it. I get, I get my sausage, I grill it, put it in a bun, put some, some thick... Well, Henry, what goes well with any good sausage from the Tiggly Giggly meat market? I'd say a nice, good, hot mustard. And do you guys make your mustards in-house? Absolutely. We grind the seeds down to a powder. And then what do you do with it? Some garlic, (laughs) water, a little touch of apple cider vinegar for that part. That sounds like a pretty good mustard. Try it on a sausage at the parade. And you guys, I uh, now that you say mustard, I remember reading somewhere when I was looking in the the. Yes. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, Russell, come back here. When when I was looking in the informational pamphlet about the parade, it said that you guys you had an asterisk next to your name, meaning that your float will have projectiles. Absolutely. And what exactly are you projectiling? Well, to answer your question quite frankly, if I will, we have a sausage cannon. A sausage cannon? Sausage cannon attached to our float that we will be projectiling meats and cheeses into the crowd. Much like you see in modern-day 
Mardi Gras. Or when you go to a baseball game and they're, they're firing out T-shirts or hot dogs. Similar exactly. to that, right? So it's Correct. Only this is a 70-millimeter cannon. Oh, wow. You know how big that is? Huge. It's it's a little under three inches. We're firing logs of meat and cheese out in this crowd. And do they have buns on them? And are they cooked? We so hand out buns <laughs> at the beginning of the parade. So they so, can so you hand out buns to catch, catch a sausage. It's like, like a glove. It's like catching a foul ball at yeah. your favorite ball game. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a pretty novel idea. Who came up with that? Abraham Clinton came up with the idea. Of course, he you're did. looking at the man, one and the only. legend, the smartest man in all of Bison Crest. How are we on time? The eclipse is about to start, Henry. <laughs> well, this this parade all sounds like good fun. This float, you got the, the sausage eclipse, cannon. Eclipse, Henry, have you seen it? Eclipse. Look outside the window. Oh yeah. Well, I just, look at that. It's beautiful. Breathtaking. Do you, do you, you know, know what goes good with a good solar eclipse? What goes good with that? A good... Clinton sausage. Clinton sausage. Clinton. Am I saying that correctly? Clinton? Tiggly, tiggly, Clinton sausage. The, the Bigly, wiggly. Big old sausage. Clinton sausage. Big old sausage. That's, what, that's what's on the label. Look at that. Looks good. Now, do you guys have any intentions on doing like a wiener mobile? We're trying to get a wieners to the moon. So a wiener rocket. Trying to get a sausage rocket. That's right. It's a red hot sausage and a rocket. We're calling it. Don't red. say it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going to say. You cannot say that on the air. The red rocket to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so you got this big red rocket you're sending to the moon. I don't know what you're saying, Henry. What's, what is the intent of sending sausage to the moon? Feed the Nazis up there. You believe there's Nazis on the moon? They left after 1940. What can you tell me about that theory? Uh, I started a meat stand. Uh, when I was we're 12. not getting down this story again. <laughs> tell me, tell me a little bit about. Uh, I know you mentioned so you're you're right down you're past mile marker 34 on DD Highway. In the commercial, we're about a couple blocks east of the tire fire. Yeah, that's been going so on. the the tire fire has been going on. I heard in your headlines it was it's been going on since 1982. It, yeah, I think that's about what we said. Um, how does how does having a, a roaring rubber fire just a few miles from your open air meat market affect your business? It definitely makes things hotter. Does it? Absolutely. How so? People come in knowing they're in need of a snack. And you're you're the one to satisfy them Absolutely. with that Absolutely. When I'm standing in my tower overlooking my meat market next to the fire. Now, how how often do you do you actually go down to the meat market, or do you spend most of your time up in this tower? About once a day, I make my rounds. That didn't answer my question. You make your rounds to the tower, or make your rounds to the meat market. Once a day, I get down from the tower and I meet the people coming into my humble market. And in this tower, is this one that was already built, or did you build it yourself? Or did Dusty build it? Did Dustin happen, happen to build this tower for you? No, no, Henry. It's a big old sausage I stand upon. So you just you got a big sausage you stand on top of. How tall is this sausage? About four feet high. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's not really a tower as much as it is it's like a a, 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 mound? a little a little pillar or something. What makes it? What makes you able to call it a tower? It's my sanctuary. And how close in proximity... Wait, do you live here? Do you live in this... No, you live in the big mansion. This is just a tower. I'm up on the hill. Yeah, you you live up on the hill, but this... So the tower is separate from your home. Correct. 
Okay. I, I the just, tower I, is my sanctuary inside of the meat market, the four-foot-high palace I built for myself. And how, how long ago did you build that? Eight years. Eight years. So it's been standing firm eight years. and Built upon the foundation of the sausage before. And how many other sausages were there before exactly? Do you know how many sausages you've made? The space we occupy has been around in the sausage families, the major sausage families of the world. You know, it's been around for the last, the last hundred years. Yeah, yeah. But how many how many individual sausage links have been produced at the 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 Kidley Diggly? How far away is the moon? Uh, it's two hundred fifty six thousand miles. Enough to cover that and back again, my friend. Just once? Five thousand times. Holy, wow. wow this a, is a meat town, if you haven't and, and When I say regular sausages, we're talking like the regular, I don't know, eight, ten-inch bratwurst-style sausages. Or are you talking about your four-foot sausages, no, your sausage mounds? The standard size. Do you sell the four-foot sausages? It's a commodity novelty, really. And do people actually eat them, or do they just get them to, to stand on? They build towers out of them. Like uh, Lincoln Logs. Clink, Clinkton Logs, that's what you should call them. Exactly. Clinkton Logs. You're hired, Henry. <coughs> when can you start? I Start selling Clinkton Logs over the radio. You know, I, we could do an ad for Clinkton Logs uh, maybe next week. If that's something you look into and it's something you want to do, let us I'll know. I'll source. We'll run a commercial. The people I need to get this thing done. That sounds like a great plan. Russell. Uh, Okay, you know, Abraham. Yes, Henry. It's so great to see you again. Yes. I woke from my little nap. <laughs> How long have I been here? You've been here, I think we're coming up right on, I don't know, 45, 50. Have we been talking minutes? the whole time? Most of the time. We took a couple breaks for some commercials. Oh, dear. Um, But I, I do got to say... I think this is going to be the end of our, our segment with you. So It's been a pleasure, Henry. I wouldn't wish this upon anyone else except for me. Is there anything at all in regards to the opening or what you guys have to offer um, or the parade that you want to tell our listeners while you have their attention? Of course. I'll say this once. People of Bison Crest, if you're tired of eating the same old pate, come down to the Ziggly Quiggly. Grand reopening. And it's it's called the Ziggly Quigley. Ziggly Quigley. Is there going to be a sign? How do people find the meat market? Is You just follow the smell? Follow your nose. Follow your nose. But don't forget the tire fire down the road. Right. That's an old saying we have down at the meat market. Follow your nose, but don't forget the tire fire down the road. That's kind of a catchy tune. It's a jingle. Is that what you do in your ads? You say... Follow your nose. Don't forget about the tire fire down the road. In test markets, we're working on that, yes. Okay, well, that's good. That's exciting. Some new things around the bend for the, the Piggly. Come on down. Wiggly, Friday. Tickly. Friday. Every Friday. Friday, grand reopening ceremony. Every Friday. <laughs> Every Friday till we burn down again. Okay, Abraham. Thank Could you. Could be soon. Thank you. <laughs> Could be very soon. Okay, Abraham. Thank you very much for coming on the show. We Abraham Clinton at your service. And he's out, folks. Russell, get me my chair. Okay, everyone. Um, give me my snacks back. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed listening <laughs> to it. <laughs> okay, everyone. <laughs>
Okay, everyone. Alrighty, everyone. That Goodbye. concludes. <laughs> Okay, everyone, that concludes our podcast with Abraham Clinkton, the owner of the Piggly Tiggly Meat Market and Grocery Store. It's been a fantastic time having him on the show, and Russell is working to try and get this uh, very round square. It's kind of square-shaped, so if you see him around town... Put in a ramp next time. So if you see him around town, uh, he's going to be the square-looking man in a wheelchair. Come on, get out. Please, just leave. And Russell, it looks like we've almost got him out of here. Okay, very good. So now to wrap things up, uh, once again, I want to thank all you guys for listening to the Bison Crest Weekly Broadcast, the BCWB. If you guys know of any headlines or top stories going around Bison Crest, feel free to tweet us a headline at BCWB underscore podcast on Twitter, and we'll be sure to include it in a future show. And I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, Just wrap up some events. We've got the Bison Crest Bicentennial. That will be the week of October 14th. Be sure to bring your friends and family. It should be a wonderful event. And we've also got the tractor poll going on. That'll be going on this Saturday. And that should be a whole lot of fun. And then don't forget to collect your waste and unused items and furniture and dead pets and bring them down to the Bison Crest Power Plant to be incinerated. And that's all for us this week. I'm your host, Henry Folge, signing off for the BCWB. Bye, son. Russell, please get my car.